lies can't lie. No, I've been wanting you. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Chicago-born, Harlem-based saxophonist, arranger, composer, and educator, Christopher McBride. He opened up about his new 2023 album called Ramon and his great ride in music so far. He has been slowly but steadily turning heads with his work as a sideman and is now seen as one of the most versatile saxophonists as a leader in the world. Since his 2012 debut album, the world has been opening up to him more and more. Enjoy this interview. Hey, great to connect with you. Thank you for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I, I'm. Uh, it's a pleasure. I'm. I'm glad you. Uh, you know, reached out for the interview. Yeah. 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 You bet, man. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into Ramon, I want to know. You know, the last three years did a thing on the world of jazz. I mean, everybody, but it really did affect the live musician community quite adversely. I'm curious how you survived that three-year COVID period and how. It's changed the way that you approach things now. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what I've done, um, you know, what I what I did during COVID was uh, I pivoted a little bit. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in, in music education. So um, I was doing some curriculum work for a couple of organizations. And then also I was um, doing some, like, not not podcasting, but just some interviews. I was doing live interviews on Instagram, and that be, that was a really popular series. Uh, you know, it became quite popular. So, yeah, I just kind of pivoted a little bit. But, I mean, um, you continue to write. Um, I started. I probably started writing a couple months into it um, and just trying to stay, you know, mentally and mentally sharp and, and, and physically sharp, you know, uh, doing stuff inside the building as much as I could, you know, trying to stay in shape and, and, and also with the horn, just ordering some A2 books, scale books, you know, really practicing. I mean, it's not, it's not the same as playing live, but just again, trying to keep up the reps. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, and reading a lot of reading, reading on, you know, uh, the music on the music business, uh, you know, other different uh, things that I'm that that are of interest, you know, black history and, and, and things of that nature. But just like I said, trying to stay as mentally sharp as possible and uh, being as social as possible, you know, making sure my social media didn't completely empty out as well. You know, we would I would set up Zoom, uh, Zoom meetings with, with different musicians and friends. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was quite a time period, you know, and, and, and I'm curious now that we're coming out of it, you know, there was so long where there was no, no shows. I mean, there would be CDs that would trickle out, but, but now that everything's really opening in earnest, how does it feel just on that visceral level to be able to have an album out and to feel like you can perform it live? Oh, man, it's, it's incredible. Um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's been great. I'm setting up um cd release parties now i got i have two one scheduled in new york um in june i have one scheduled in chicago in july so um you know it's 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 uh it's been great to you know not only to just be able to perform it live but to see people and to see people's reaction to to the music you know there's there's still some people who haven't been out to see live music yet you know um well i mean we're still re returning to 
whatever normal was before this happened, you know, but some some uh normalcy of it. But yeah, you know, it's 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 beautiful not only performing but just seeing people's reaction to the music while we're performing and, and to see like just the appreciation. Um it's 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 been great. So what does this new album, Ramon, mean for you, like artistically putting it together and what are you hoping the listener gets from this project? And uh, Ramon is, um, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a part of my personal journey. Um, you know, just different experiences I've had, different places I've, I've been, different cities that have, have inspired um, different looks for me um, musically. Um, and, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully I, I want the, the viewer to get um, a, just an excellent listening experience, you know, an excellent listening experience and just being able to uh, enjoy some, you know, original music that uh, that was crafted with care. And, yeah, that, that you know, that would be my short answer. I, ha- I have a much longer answer, but I, I would have to delve, like, into each individual track. But, uh yeah, it's it's, it's um, a part, like I said, these works that I've been working on, you know, and actually I have uh, more compositions coming as well. You know, I, I have a, about, this is the second album. I, I have about two more albums that that are, that I could, you know, I could release right now if, if, if we were recorded. You know, I got to get them recorded and stuff, but I got about two more albums worth of compositions, so just uh, starting to really get into my bag. And, and, and this is cool, too, because it, it gives me the challenge of writing more compositions. Absolutely. So you're originally from Chicago. Um, That's started correct. Playing there. Yeah, and before you came to New York. So talk to me about, the, the, the you know, growing up in Chicago and, and what some of your influences were to get into the world of jazz. Um, yeah, growing up in Chicago, grew up on the south side, uh, you know, with the, with, with the White Sox. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how uh, the Royals. We had, we had some, 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 some wars back in the day. Uh, back in the day, not, not too much nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, grew up on the South Side. Uh, um, as far as jazz, I mean, what started getting me into music in general, uh, Stevie Wonder for sure, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, you know, my, my parents, my, my dad was Honduran. My mother is American. So I grew up with a lot of different uh, musical influences um, and, and hearing a lot of different sounds. Like from my father, I heard Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Third World, and Black Uhuru, and, you know, um, all these different uh, reggae artists. And from my mom, like I said, Stevie, Earth, Wind & Fire, such and such. You know, my brother at 10, he introduced me to rap. And, um, you know, Biggie and, you know, uh <laughs> Wu Tang, Nas, all of that, and then I would say about thirteen or fourteen, I went to uh, jazz camp, uh, Northern Illinois University jazz camp, um, and I heard John Coltrane uh, play Giant Steps, and I remember saying like, "Man, he's like he's sight reading, he's sight reading that me, or he's reading that music like crazy," and somebody's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, you know, like he's reading the music, right?" They're like, "No, he's improvising," and that and that's how. I kind of got into to jazz, and then um, I heard "Kind of Blue" by Miles Davis, and and you know, at, up to that point, I had been introduced to a lot of different music and and a lot of beautiful music. Um, but it, it was 
Miles' album just did something different. You know, it was like, it was all these feelings, you know. I, I always say, like, jazz, I love jazz because it, it touches on the subtlety of emotion. And it, it's like, so instead of feeling like happy music, it was like melancholy music. Or, you know, like the like just these these feelings between happy happiness and sadness that that I love to explore. Um and I said, Man, if 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 there's music that makes people feel like this, I wanna play that. Right on. What was the first live show that you ever saw? First live jazz show that really moved you? First live jazz show, I wanna say I I was in Chicago, um, and I I saw I, I definitely saw Eric Schneider, who was a, a very well known uh saxophonist in, in the Chicago area. But I saw Eric Schneider live at, at the spot and then but one of the first people I saw um that was like, you know, one of the legends was uh James Moody. I think I saw him around like ten or eleven. It was it was pretty heavy for me at the time, but I I do remember going and being like, Man, like <laughs> I'll never play like that <laughs> You know, but uh yeah, I I think I was like ten or eleven like that I wasn't even I just had started. I had just started tinkering with the horn by then. But yeah, James was man. That was that was an incredible show. I, I still remember that. So talk to me a little bit about your move to New York. Was that always a dream of yours? And what was that? What was that transition like? Um, New York was. I, I, I'm I'm a person. I like to do things in steps. I'm never. It's you know. I, I, I yeah. I like to do things in steps. If I feel like it's attainable. Then, then I try to reach for it, you know. Um, so New York was never a dream necessarily. I, I, you know, transparently speaking, I didn't feel like I was at the at the right level to to think about New York at the time. Um, Antonio Hart, um, one of my mentors, and and I studied with him in New York. He came to my school. I was at Northern Illinois finishing up my bachelor's. Excuse me. I was I was finishing up my bachelor's. He came to my school and and he was a special guest and he was like, hey, if you ever want to come to New York and study, and I was like, man, like you think I could like <laughs> come to New York and study? You know, it, it was again so far off my radar, but I, I've always been, you know, again um, for my love of hip hop, I've always been a little fascinated with the city, and then of course discovering jazz and discovering the historical context between Chicago and New York. I, I, I really enjoy history a lot. Um, and it was all of those factors and, and, and also I felt an innate sense that, you know, I felt in Chicago, um, I felt like going to New York with the, the caliber of players here would really push me to a different level. And I, and, and I, you know, I had, at the time I was, you know, having a successful run in Chicago as a musician and as an educator, but I, I said, you know, I, uh, I could go to New York and try it out, get the lessons, and if it doesn't work out, then I could move back. Um, but, yeah, a couple years in, I, you know, I looked up. I was working. Um, you know, I, I had <laughs> definitely the first couple years kicked my butt, man. It's was, it was so many incredible musicians, but uh started really practicing, started kind of getting some things together. And, uh, you know, I was, like I said, was working around town, and I, I was like, man, maybe I, sh maybe I should stay and now. Uh, ten years it'll be in New York. I've been in New York. Uh, my my professional career in New York is longer than my professional career in Chicago, which is uh, 
Yeah. I, I never thought right. I would be saying that, but here we are. <laughs> right on. So what is it about this process of, you know, you, there's recordings, there's live shows, there's so, so many aspects to being a professional musician. What do you like the best about it? You know, I I love I feel like musicians we're in the we're in the serving business. You know, we're we're yeah we're 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 of service to the people. You know, I I really love being able to transform somebody's day, uh, and and transform you know people's moment. Being able to you know be a memory of, of somebody like man. We remember we heard that incredible live band and they had a great night and this is that and that. Um, you know, that in the small part of it, I, I, I love that part of it. Um, uh, at, on a personal level, I just, I feel free when I'm, when I'm playing, especially if I'm playing, playing music and I know the music inside and out. And I just, I, I feel like, you know, at, at some points I could play anything or, or the music could go on forever, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, it wouldn't phase me. Um, it's just, a, it's just a really liberating feeling. To be able to to do this at, at, at the level, play with uh, high level musicians, um, and and be able to create the music at at a, at a very high level, man, it's, it's it's incredible. Even you know, I mean, and and it's all over like that. I, I'm sure many musicians relate like that. Um, you know, I I know out in Kansas City, I, I mean, all those incredible musicians out there. Adam Larson's out there, Bobby Watson's out there, I mean, Matt Villinger's out there, and um, my man uh, Matt Hopper, Matt Hopper on the guitar, I want to say. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, Chris Hazelton. It's like it's so many incredible musicians out there, and I just I always get that feeling of just freedom and 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 liberation and and creativity. You know, at, when when it's when you're doing it at at the highest levels, it's it's so much fun. So, you know, last week we kind of, they recreated, or I guess they brought back to life the old Hey Hey Club that used to be on 18 and Vine, and it's in the basement of a brewery, a distillery, and Adam Larson was playing, and I finally got to see him live up and close, and man, it was mm. smoking, dude. Mm -hmm. Just, I've been wanting to get him, um, and, and, you know, in person for so long to see that happen, and he had a trio, and it was really good. I was digging it, so... Um, yeah, you're right. Kansas City's flush with a lot of really good cats. So it's mm -hmm. uh, and and joints are opening up, new places, things are hopping. So it's uh, it's definitely a good thing. Um, so I'm curious with you if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see any musician in the world of jazz. Where are you going? Who are you going to see? I, I think I got to go see Train. Uh, I just the the stories I hear about people who have gone to see John Coltrane, it's like, it was like seeing Jesus, you know. <laughs> it was like seeing a deity. So I, I feel like I, I got to experience that. I mean, you know, maybe maybe Miles, like, see, I would want to catch, like, a love, like, after a Love Supreme was out. I felt like that was him at the, 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 the peak of his powers, you know. But, uh, you know, Miles, Miles would be, Dope. Um, it's like seeing Miles John and uh and Cannonball, you know the the masters. See, seeing like that that group, like or or the Milestones group, like right like uh, that Dr. Jekyll Mr. High record. Like seeing seeing that seeing that right after that drops, and I would love to see that too. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd buy a ticket to that spaceship for sure. Um, so. 
everyone out there has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you're in control of this. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I would say, who, who do you think you are? Who do you I think would, you are? Right, right. <laughs> I would say, um, you know, me, I'm a, you know, um, a, a musician. I, I always say, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a son. I'm an uncle. Uh, 22 times over, I'm an uncle, uh, son, uh, musician. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm about family, uh, God, music. Uh, those, I would say those, those three things kind of define who I am and, 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 and everything around it, you know. Uh, that, and, and I mean, more things than that. You know, I'm a lover, a basketball enthusiast, a basketball junkie. Um, I, you know, I love the beach. I love water. I love reading. I, I love being around. I'm, I love being around people I love and 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 respect and admire. And I also really love being alone. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit of an ambivert. But you know, honestly, I'm I'm just a person trying to uh, spread good in the world. The, the best way I can. And I feel like uh, music is that platform to do so. So the one thing we learned over this pandemic is there's very, there, there's, there, there's, there's ideal places to pick up music. Let everybody know where they can pick up Ramon, find out about live shows, anything pertaining to your world. Yes, um, definitely. I would say uh, social media uh, for sure. CR McBride music on Instagram, CR McBride music on Twitter. Saxophonist Christopher McBride on Facebook. Um, Ramon is available on Bandcamp. If you type in my name, Christopher McBride, uh, type in Ramon, it's going to pop right up. Um, but Bandcamp, all the streaming platforms, um, you know, and my website uh, is a great way to keep in touch with me. CR McBride Music, you know, let me know what you think of the record. And finally, uh, my, I want to acknowledge my – I always like to acknowledge my Patreon supporters – uh, I have a Patreon page. It's been, you know, uh, doing pretty well. You know, uh, we're trying to reach a goal of 250 a month. And with that money, I was able to actually pay for uh, some of the cost of the record, a nice significant amount of the record. So, uh, man, I'm just grateful to my Patreon supporters. So that that's the best way to support support my, uh, you know, musical and uh, media endeavors is, is, is by Patreon. And um, finally, if you if you fill in the record, you know, go to some clubs out in Kansas City and just let them know that you dig in the record, man. You know, I want to I want to get out there and play. I, I haven't played with my group out there yet. So, I, you know, if you if you fill in the record, let them know, let it let a place know that you, uh, you need, they need to bring me to town. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Amen. I will. Absolutely. Um, Christopher, it's been wonderful to get to know you. Thank you for opening up. Good luck with the album, and, and as the world opens up, it's great, man. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me, and I uh, hope to talk soon. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Chicago, Harlem, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Christopher for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear Neon Jazz archived interviews, you can find those on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, Go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. You give all that you want to
Neon Jazz.